So my name's Chris, what's your name? Jason. Okay, I think I've definitely got Jason there. (laughs) So I'm part of Camborne Church and I'm bringing some teaching tonight on healing. So we're looking at healing and the kingdom of God. So all year in Encounter, we're looking at what is this kingdom of God? What are the ingredients for it? Um, John, oh, there we are, the clickers, it's, it's alive. So healing, why is it part of the kingdom of God? Why is it part of the kingdom of God? Now, last week, Bill spoke about the kingdom being fully present, fully here, but not yet. Who remembers that? The last time that we met at Encounter. Bill, you, you remember it, wonderful. So, so why is it part of the kingdom of God? So we've got this incredible tension between the kingdom of God is brought by Jesus fully. It's fully here, but not yet. So there's this, we live in this tension. Um, l- let me just read a little bit from Revelation uh, to you. This is the end story. This is the kingdom of God fully on earth as it is in heaven. The, the new earth, the new heavens. And John writes this. He says, in this kingdom, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. The old order of things have passed away. So there won't be any tears. There'll be no more death. There'll be no mourning or pain or crying. So we're looking at the kingdom of God that we know healing, well that there's not going to be need for healing. Everyone's going to be fully, wonderfully made whole. And that which was brought into this world through the fall, that sinfulness that came into this world, has brought things that aren't quite right. So the kingdom, it's fully here, but not yet. And healing is this wonderful sign of the kingdom, that which is to come, And we can experience it now. So I want to uh, look at a story. Before I do, I want to tell you a little bit about my story. You see, healing and an experience of seeing someone healed was the foundation for what I do. I I lead a, a ministry called The Light Project. Light Project College and Collective. For 20 years... I've been committed to letting others in on what I've got as a follower of Jesus because of an experience that I had by a canal with a man called Simon who was a heroin addict. And I thought he's going to die. So I hadn't long been a Christian and I'd made friends with Simon and we'd hung out together and I loved his dog. He's great. But he was by the canal with his so-called friends and he looked white. He was white. He was white. He was sweaty. He could not talk, could not communicate. He was hunched over, sat on a bench. And I asked his friends, what's up with Simon? They said, oh, he's just taking something that he shouldn't have. I said, what do you mean? And one said, look, listen, Chris, he's just taking a bad hit of heroin. And alarm bells were ringing out. I was thinking, he's going to die. Just being at a funeral of a, a man, a young man, who had taken a bad hit of heroin, died 
uh, and my heart was racing. I didn't know what to do. His friends decided that they were going to leave him. I said, hey, guys, you can't leave Simon. He said, I'll oh, just leave. Leave him. It's just a dirty smackhead, they said. Oh, I was like, no, this is, this is not good. I thought, I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do. I'll pray for him. I won't tell anyone, but I'll pray for him. And I was panicked. It was a panicked prayer. It was a silent, panicked prayer inside. I was just going, please, God, please, God, please, heal him. Look after him. Here he is. And I put my hand on his shoulder. And I, and I stood there with this panicked, silent prayer, just racing around my heart, pounding. And all of a sudden, this man, Simon, looked at me. He went, that's it, Chris. The hand of God. It's his words. That experience, by the way, changed my life. It changed his life. Not only was he healed from that bad hit of heroin and whatever could have happened, but he was healed of his heroin addiction at that moment. And he left me standing there going, what? What's happened there? And off he went running after his so-called friends. And I went to the soup kitchen the following day. I said, Simon, you're going to have to tell me what happened. He went, all I know was a wave of love came over me. And I knew you were praying for me. And I got better. And I saw in front of my eyes the kingdom of God healing. God changing people's lives in the most powerful way. And that is what I have sought to do. Uh, for the last 20 plus years. And the Light Project was set up with that passion that I'm going to let others in on what God can do and how he can change people's lives. Well, December, we're talking about the Encounter program and Hannah says something. It really gets under my skin. I've asked Hannah if I can tell this story, by the way, and she said that's fine. It really niggles me because when I said, hey, I could talk about like healing in February, Hannah said, yeah, because you've got great stories from like when you're in Peterborough working as a city centre chaplain. And I, I was encouraged by that on one hand because I have. I've, I've brought some of my books and one of uh, my books that I've written called Philip. It's a novel. It's about, and it opens with a, a story about a man that was healed in a pub. I thought, that's great. But then I thought, I don't want to just share stories about what happened in Peterborough like months and years ago. I want to share stories about now. I want to speak about what happens today. I want to speak about people healed now. Yesterday, B goes into Cambridge Mills, does a little bit of clothes shopping and and after about half an hour, I said to Mills, I was like, shall I meet you at the car later? She was like, yeah, meet me at the car later, because half an hour's enough, clothes shopping for me. So I'm just wandering out. And then I see this quirky shoe shop. It's got, um, these aren't the shoes, but I'm looking at this shoe like that. And a guy walks in, he goes, oh, I love those shoes. I go, yeah, they're great. He goes, you never guess what? My mum was beep, 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 beep in hospital. And she's beep, beep. And he's swearing. He's not just beeping. He's beeping. <laughs> My mum's been beeping ill. Uh, can you say a prayer for her? I go, what? Yeah? He goes, yeah, yeah, if you could say a prayer for her. I do not know this guy. I'm looking at a shoe. This guy hasn't seen me. I think I've seen him around. But this guy, can you say a prayer for her? So I, I go, mate, do you want, 
Do you want me to say a prayer for her later? Or shall I pray for her now? He goes, yeah, pray for her now. So we're standing in the middle of this quirky little shoe shop and I'm praying for his mum for healing. I put my hand on his shoulder and the beautiful presence of God fills that shoe shop as we're praying for his mum who's been in beep, beep, beep hospital. And I think, oh, thank you, God. Because ever since Hannah has said, oh, yeah, you could share stories about when you were... I've been looking and longing and just my eyes have been opened. To, I want to pray for that person. Praying for people and asking, can I pray for you? I believe God heals. Can I? Because that, that comment just stirred something in me that was like, I really want to meet people. I really want people to encounter how true and real God is. He's a God who heals, does impossible things. So thank you, Hannah. <laughs> I'll share some more stories in a bit. Um, So I mentioned some books. Um, The first book that changed my life and changed the life of Simon, that story is right at the beginning. I always say, by the way, this isn't a book sale, but it really is. I've brought brought books. (laughs) So if you want to buy some of uh, my books, please do. So Smackheads and Fat Cats, inspired by my encounter with Simon by the canal, seeing God do the impossible. Someone who was just called a dirty smackhead. But how good news is for how the world views the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. So healing. (laughs) We're going to look at a story. Come on, clicker, you can do it. Yes. Can you do it? We're going to look at a story from Luke's Gospel. Uh, We're going to then tease out of this story four truths that I hope will encourage you to pray for people and to pray for those around you. Pray tonight for healing. By the way, when we were praying right at the start, I felt there were people coming tonight with that if-only I know it's about healing, but oh, if only. The impossible situations that you are carrying, if only, if only for me, for my family, for my husband, my wife, if only. And I do believe that God is here to heal. That he loves to heal. Okay, there's a whole mystery of why. Why not? We know it. We, we've had loved ones that have died. We've seen and cried out for people to be healed and they haven't been. But I still believe that God heals. Amen. So we're going to look at this story uh, from Luke's Gospel. It's from chapter 7. If you've got a Bible or it's on your phone, just have a little look. So it's Luke 7, just a few verses. We're looking from verses 18 to 23. Has everyone got it? Who wants to read along with me? So this is a story of of John, John the Baptist, and John's first friends come to see Jesus and his first friends. So John's disciples told him about all these things. 
calling to them, he sent them to the Lord, to Jesus, to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, illnesses and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind received their sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead The dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. So there are four lessons. So why is healing part of the kingdom of God? I believe it's part of it because it points, it's big, it's a see and hear kind of thing. And lastly, good news is proclaimed. So let me just take you through these points. Well, it points. Verse 18. John's friends asked Jesus, are you the one? You see, healing in the kingdom points to the king. It doesn't point to the thing. It's not the healing. You're seeing. Think of the guy in the pub whose hand was completely healed. It freaked him out, freaked me out. This is a guy who was just Friday morning having a glass of rosé, which is a little bit strange, waiting for a bus. And as I'm putting out beer mats, I ask him, mate, what happened to your hand? He goes, oh, I got completely crushed, didn't it? Garden, huge, massive garden slab. What we do, right, uh, we pray for people, like, to be healed, to, to honest... Like to pray for you, thinking he would maybe say, yeah, could you pray for me later? He went, yeah, go on then, and held his hand. He was all kind of strapped up. And I said, what now? He went, yeah. So I said the most babyish prayer over this man's hand. It was completely healed. Not just a bit, not a bit like, oh, I could just move my little finger. It was absolutely made whole in front of my eyes. He was freaked out. I mean, he was moving his hand like that. I haven't been able to do this for months. And he kept, and I kept saying, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I pointed him to, to Jesus. You see, he'd never heard about Jesus doing this kind of stuff. Heard the story of Jesus. Didn't realise Jesus had any relevance in his life. Hadn't gone to church. And I was able to give him uh, a Luke's gospel, what we've just read from. I was able to explain to him about what Jesus has done. That it was Jesus through me. It was his life, not mine, that made his hand better. And two weeks later, he came back to find me. And he said, I just want to say thank you again. I pointed 
to Jesus. He said, the thing is, you see, the hospital, they're really perplexed. And I had to tell them that I met this bloke in a pub and he prayed for me and he said it was Jesus. Uh, And my wife's really happy, he said, because I can help around the house now. But healing points. It points to the king. Healing is that sign. That's why it's called signs and wonders. The sign is to King Jesus. The sign is to the one who is making all things new. Look, he says, I'm making all things new. You see that death. You see that pain. You see that suffering. I'm making it new. I'm bringing good stuff. It points. So when you offer to pray for your college mate, your schoolmate, your work colleague, your neighbour, and you offer to pray for them for an impossible situation, it's a sign that points. Would you dare do that? Would you dare? Would you dare say, you know, I'll, I'll pray, I believe that God is able to do miracles. Even with your heart racing thinking, please God, would you? Could you? I believe that he heals. He points to him. Secondly, why healing in the kingdom of God? Why? It is big. Changes people's lives. Look at that list. There isn't anything on here that you just think, seriously? The blind? The deaf? Those were leprosy. Hang on. The dead? The dead are raised. This is big. It's not just for some little stuff. You got a cold? Yeah, great. I'll pray for healing for you. This is the big stuff. That is the impossible stuff. This is, this is the stuff that there's no way that there could be healing because the diagnosis says it's terminal. It's that's it. I believe that Jesus desperately wants to do the big stuff. Jan, I just think about praying for your sister, Carol. does the big stuff and we just stood here praying for that big miracle that impossible it has to be God kind of stuff so why is it part of the kingdom because it's impossible only God can do this big stuff only God only only God can't be us it can't be our wishful thinking our cheering on the big stuff. I was in Fitzwillie's uh, cafe. Have you been in Fitzwillie's cafe? They do the most awesome Chelsea bun. Oh, just so sticky. And st- have, have you ever been there on Bridge Street? I think it is. Went in for a coffee. Now, yesterday, thinking I might need a book because the girls were doing some 
shopping. I put in my bag a book that I bought on Tuesday, um, Bear Grylls uh, Autobiography. I put it in my, it's Bear Grylls Autobiography. I haven't, you know, just haven't seen it. I thought, you know, that'll make a great book to read in a cafe. It's in my bag. So I sit having this sticky bun and this coffee and the couple opposite me are talking about Bear Grylls. And that's quite amazing. I mean, they're talking like really quite intensely about this matter. You, do you know who Bear, who Bear Grylls is? Yeah, okay. And they talk about the SAS and talk about adventures. So I think, hang on a minute, this book that I bought on Tuesday, that I've got on Saturday, that I haven't even looked at, that book's for that bloke. It must be. So I go, listen, excuse me, I, so, this is a little bit weird, but have you read, like, Bear Grylls' like, autobiography? He goes, no, I haven't. I go, well, would you like to? Here it is. And the guy goes, no way, how come you got that? I said, th- I, th- I think this is for you. It's a little bit of a weird one, and I'm thinking, is, is this guy just going to go, no, mate, thanks a lot, or beep, you know, beep off, and off he goes. But he said, oh, mate, yeah, that's, that's really comfortable. How come? I said, well, I'm a Christian. He goes, can we talk? And he sits, and for 40 minutes, we talk about the big stuff. The big stuff. This guy, he's a master's student, and he's off to do another master's after he's done his master's. He's, he's a clever guy, but the thing that is stopping him is because of the suffering. And I talk about some of the big stuff. Because he's got friends who need the big stuff. And only God. Uh, he did take the book, and I said, you can, you can think that this is just a weird coincidence or that God has brought this meeting. And before he went, he said, can we meet again? I'd like to talk again. It's like, yeah, I'd love to. Um, I, I want to be honest with you. I left that, that cafe going, what happened there? It was as if two weeks previous... We'd made an appointment to have coffee and talk about the big stuff, impossible stuff, that he needs to see because how can God be God if? So the things that Jesus did and Jesus wants to do through us is big. Thirdly, you see, healing... It's a see and hear kind of thing. It's not a, oh, yeah, I read about it. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I like, I like Jesus. Isn't he lovely? <laughs> I can read how lovely he is. It's like knowing Jesus, his power, knowing his life in you. Just for those of us who are followers of Jesus, just get this. Living. In you is the most holy, powerful, compassionate, joy-filled, peace-filled man who has ever and will ever live, lives in you. He lives in you. So this healing within the kingdom, it's not a, I can read about it, isn't Jesus awesome? Because look what he did. It's, I can read about it, Isn't Jesus awesome? Look what he does. (laughs) Look what he does. So I I put my cheeky banner up with the Light Project College and Collective. We train evangelists all over the country. Um, We've got 43 trainees at the moment. 
And it's, it is such a privilege to train these people. But what we really train them on is the see and hear, the feeling. It's not the theory, just the theory. It's about the, let's go and pray for people. Let's go and let people experience Jesus. It's the, the words, works and wonders. It's not just a pitch or a patter that we've got. This is real. This is true. And lastly, with healing, good news is proclaimed. You see, it's always accompanied by good news. Jesus said it. Said it to John's friends. Are you the one? Are you the one who's come? Yeah. Look what I'm doing and look what I'm saying. That verse, uh, last verse of this little story. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. The good news is proclaimed to the poor. So I want to encourage you tonight to think about those that you will see tomorrow morning. Who are those people? How will they get it? I mean, how will they get what you have? I wonder whether you would be bold enough to say, can I, can I pray for you? And if they say, yeah, yeah, sure. For you to say something like, God loves you. Believe in a God who loves you. For this young man uh, yesterday in the cafe, the last thing I said to him was, could I please tell you the words that were told to me by my sister um, that changed my life? He goes, yeah, go on then said, Jesus, he died for you because he loves you. That's the simplicity of it. He drank it in. He drank those words in. Jesus died for you because he loves you. I wonder whether you would dare to tell someone this week as you offer to pray for them for an impossible thing. Some good news. I meet so many Christians, by the way, and I, I recognise that I suffer with this as well, that good news, I think, is so good for me, but not for others. Do you, do you suffer with that? I know it's good. I, this eternal life that I've got, this hope, this purpose in life. But somehow, in my head, I've kind of gone... You know what? I believe it's so good. But could I go and tell that person that it's good news for them? And I have to constantly remind myself how good this good news is. I wonder whether you need reminding uh, tonight. So healing and healing tonight. Um, For those of you... um, who have come along with that impossible situation that is either for me or it's for my family member, my husband, my wife, my friend. 
Um, I wonder whether you would be willing to be prayed for. Not by me or Bill. Bill's, Bill, by the way, Bill and me, we're ready to pray. We'd love to pray. But by the rest of us. Because healing isn't just a specialist thing. It's not just for the Baptist ministers in the room. There's three of us at least, maybe more. You know, this is for every single one who says, I love Jesus and I follow him. Every single one of us who says, yep, I'm a Christian. This power is given for you. For those of you who have been absolutely disappointed that nothing has happened, healing hasn't come, I would love to pray for you, um, for that hope, to keep hopeful. While we, we're going to sing, we're going to sing a song together. Um, After the song, I'm going to ask for you to do something really brave. If you would like to be prayed for, for healing, for yourself or for someone that is just on your heart, just bung up your hand and those around you, I hope, will be happy to pray. Is that okay? Is that all right? Great. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the healer. Your life in us and the authority that you've given to each one of us, I want to ask that we would see a miracle tonight. Lord, we have come here tonight with impossible situations with our friends, our family, those we love, We've cried out to you. Nothing has happened. For those of us who are disappointed, would you keep us hopeful? For those of us who do not understand why you haven't healed, Lord, may there be a change tonight. We dare to ask you for healing. We dare to ask you for the impossible, the absolute, cannot happen to happen for bodies to be made whole for people to be restored for pain to go in the name of Jesus so come Holy Spirit come and fall upon us come and lead us to pray for healing and to be like brave to dare to pray. Come, Lord Jesus.